The following podcast has been brought to you by Catholic Digital Resources. Visit the website catholicdr.com for downloadable parish resources. At Catholic Digital Resources, you can find faith-building bulletin inserts on the Sunday Scriptures, RCIA materials, ready-made PowerPoints for catechists, faith-sharing materials for Bible study groups and small Christian communities, and much more. Download faith formation resources and evangelization tools from Catholic Digital Resources at catholicdr.com. Good News Ministries of GNM.org presents Footsteps to Heaven Life's a journey full of challenges. Sometimes we get stalled. Sometimes we get sidetracked. When we walk with Jesus in the power of the Holy Spirit to the destination that God the Father designed for us, the results are better than we could ask for or imagine. And now, here is your host, Terry Modica. In the last episode of this podcast, Footsteps to Heaven, I talked about the three R's for coming alive in the Holy Spirit in order to live a supernatural faith. Now I would like to continue on where I left off there. So if you haven't yet heard it, after you listen to this podcast, which is going to be on the spiritual exercises we can do, the spiritual exercises we absolutely need to do in order to have supernatural faith. And before I get into this, I just want to say, be sure to listen to the last one as a foundation or for a deeper understanding of what I'm going to talk about now. But you can listen to this one first. The three R's for coming alive in the supernatural faith that comes from having a personal relationship with the Holy Spirit are repent, renounce, retreat into prayer. And what I'd like to talk about in this one are the spiritual exercises of repentance. This episode is a tough one to listen to. This episode is not for people who really are satisfied with a mediocre faith. This podcast episode is for those who want to experience the supernatural faith that comes from being united to Christ with a personal relationship with His Holy Spirit. If you really, really want to experience all that God wants to give to you and do in you and through you, then continue listening. If you don't really want it, go ahead and shut it off now. Now, repentance is something that is countercultural in today's world. The whole idea that we need to repent, that there is sins we are committing, that the world says, you know what, this isn't really sin. You know, a lot of us, most of us, if not all of us listening to this, probably everybody listening to this, myself included, have given in to the ways of the world, the lies that Satan wants us to believe that he's feeding to those who are vulnerable to his lies and infiltrating even the church with these lies because it's everywhere. We all want to believe that things are not as sinful as we want them to be. We need to and this is the first spiritual exercise, we need to have the humility to realize that we are 
sinning. We are breaking God's moral codes. We are allowing Satan into our lives because of these sins. And we are, as I talked about in the last episode, stifling the Holy Spirit. Because we refuse to look at the fact that we are, in fact, sinning. Moral relativism is rampant and has been growing for the past 40 years, maybe more. And especially in my culture, in the United States and other Western cultures, moral relativism basically is the idolatry of I can make up my own mind about what is right and wrong, what is sinful and what is not sinful. So many of us have become what might be called cafeteria Catholics. I pick and choose which of the teachings of the church I am going to follow. If a teaching of the church or a teaching of Jesus, and by the way, the teachings of the church are all very scriptural, all founded in scripture. And if you read the church documents, you will see it loaded with scriptures because basically what church documents are doing is teaching us how to implement the scriptures. We don't like some of the church teachings, but it's because we don't understand that the bottom line of all of this is love and union with God, union with God the Father, union with Christ our Savior, union with the Holy Spirit who gives us supernatural faith to work miracles and to defeat evil in this world and therefore change the world. Moral relativism is the belief that if something feels right to me, I can declare it right and therefore it's not a sin. We need to admit very humbly that if we think differently than what the scriptures say and what the church teaches about moral laws, about moral values, about ethics, about abortion, about homosexuality, about sex outside of marriage, about birth control, about divorce and remarriage and the importance of going to mass and many other things. We need to have the humility to say, you know what, I do not understand. I don't understand enough about why these teachings are in fact loving and beneficial to me. So humbly I say, Lord, forgive me for making up my own mind about what is right and wrong based on what is convenient, based on what I feel, based on what I want, instead of submitting myself to your laws, your ways, your teachings, even when I don't understand them, Lord. That's the first and most important spiritual exercise, and it is life-giving, and it is purifying, which is why it's life-giving, and it rescues us from demons and very possibly from hell. I've been to charismatic conferences, charismatic renewal conferences that include lots of the Holy Spirit, 
lots of anointing by the Holy Spirit, lots of praise and worship songs that help us all get in touch with the Holy Spirit, teachings that get us in touch with the Holy Spirit, and then they have a healing service, and the miracles don't happen. Time and time again, I've been to charismatic conferences like this, where during the healing service, if anybody does receive a miracle, it's not visible to anybody else, or it's only a few people that get healed, get get something definitely supernatural happening to them. I've asked the Lord why. Why? I was sitting there at a conference one time, and I was saying, why, Lord, aren't miracles happening? The prayers for healing sound right. Why are there no healings? Or why are there so few healings that nothing astounding is happening here except for a couple of people and there's so many other people here who need healing the Lord answered because there is no repentance repentance must come first there is much sin in this auditorium much unrepented sin people doing things their own way people determining for themselves what's right and wrong and thinking they're okay people involved in pornography Letting their eyes see what is sinful. Letting their eyes lead them into division from me. People are hating their neighbors. People are holding on to grudges. People are not being forgiving of those who have abused them. There are people here who are stealing from work. Not giving 100% to their employer, but stealing time from them by doing their own thing on office hours or by uh, even something as simple as taking pencils and pens and, and whatnot home from the office that doesn't belong to them. People are lying. People are staying home when they could go to daily mass because they would just, you know, hey, it's laziness. People just don't want to avail themselves of the extra opportunity of spending time with me. People who are not praying enough, committing the sin of being too busy to stop and pray and enter into deep prayer with me. So how can I provide them with the healing that they seek when they are closing themselves off to me and dividing themselves from me through their sins? The Lord spoke that very clearly to me that day. In order for us to receive the miracles that God wants to give to us, we need to repent. And the second R, we need to renounce. We need to renounce the temptations. We need to renounce the feeling of, I want to give into this temptation, such as, for example, I'm tempted to, somebody could say this, somebody right now listening to this podcast, be, and be thinking this. I'm tempted to lie to my spouse because I'm afraid of his or her reaction if I tell them the truth. In the name of Jesus Christ, I renounce that fear of speaking honestly with my spouse. So you see, we repent of wanting to lie. Lord, forgive me for wanting to lie. And then we face what is at the root of the wanting to sin, the fear so we renounce that. In the name of Jesus Christ, I renounce the fear that makes me want to lie to my spouse. And then the third R, retreat into prayer. We spend time reflecting in this particular example. It would be, Lord, how can I best 
be honest with my spouse? How can I best approach my spouse with this truth that I'm afraid to say? Or have been afraid to say, but now I have boldness because I've renounced the fear. Lord, help my spouse to become ready to hear this truth. And Lord, tell me when the time is right. I commit to speaking the truth, but you tell me, you you prepare the time for me, Lord. Lord Jesus, go ahead of me to my spouse and prepare his heart or her heart. And then, Holy Spirit, come and let me know when the time is right to speak this truth. You see how those three R's work together? Then the Lord says, now I can do something supernatural in this couple's life. I can use what they gave to me in the sacrament, their commitment to the sacrament of marriage. You see, that's the value of having the sacrament of marriage instead of just a civil ceremony. And there's another sin that we need to repent of, many of us. If you don't have, if you are married without the sacrament of marriage, That is a sin that is stifling your relationship with the Holy Spirit, that is giving in to what the devil wants. It's giving Satan room to work in your life and is preventing you from receiving all the graces that God wants to give to you in your marriage. And God will help you if there seems to be an obstacle that is preventing you from getting the sacrament, God will help you pass that obstacle. He will help you because he wants you to have the sacrament. So trust him on this. Be humble and obey and go and do what it takes to get that sacrament. And if you're living with somebody who doesn't think you need the the sacrament, then again, go through what I just did in this past example. Ask the Holy Spirit to prepare your spouse's heart for the truth about the sacrament, or at least the truth about your desire for the sacrament. Retreat into prayer. Rely on the Holy Spirit then. Repentance is a form of spiritual exercise. It is the most important spiritual exercise of all. And we need to do these spiritual exercises every day. One of the reasons, one of the benefits for going to daily Mass is because it gives you the opportunity to do a spiritual exercise in the penitential rite. The penitential rite that's at the beginning of every Mass is a spiritual exercise that purifies us and strengthens us spiritually, strengthens our walk to heaven. This podcast show is called Footsteps to Heaven because it's all about taking one step at a time closer to the holy saint that we are called to be closer to experiencing not just getting to heaven someday but the kingdom of God here and now on this earth in your life now the penitential rite the beginning of mass I learned how important that is many years ago how important it is in the battle against demons I was writing my book on overcoming the power of the occult this by the way was back in the late 1980s. Definitely there were demons who did not want me to finish this book and I encountered all kinds of strange problems that interrupted my work on the book. 
I mean, some really weird problems that I'm not going to go into now, but uh, there was no natural accounting for them. I mean, yes, you could figure out some, well, it happened because of this or because of that and dismiss the fact that demons were involved. But you know, when one of these happens right after another, after another, after another, you know that this is more than just natural. And so I figured out that, you know what, if I go to daily mass, I'm going to ask for more help from God. I'll be closer to God. I'll be receiving the Holy Eucharist. And I discovered that as soon as I began to go to daily mass, all this weird stuff stopped happening. These weird interferences with the writing of the book stopped happening. And for one very important reason, the penitential rite. It also helped that I was uniting myself to Jesus in the Holy Eucharist, but the union the uniting, the process of uniting with Christ during Mass happens throughout the Mass, from the, the gathering to, you know, through all the prayers, everything that happens. But the penitential rite is what makes the difference because it sets us on the journey of, of holiness. It resets us back on the journey of holiness. And it is a spiritual exercise of holiness, of purification. But, you know, this only works if we take time to become aware of what we are repenting of. A lot of times, Mass does not include much time for us to reflect during the penitential rite. We need to come to Mass already thinking about what it is that today we need to repent of. Have you ever gone to physical therapy for some kind of muscular problem that you have, some kind of muscular weakness. There's a lesson about spiritual exercises that I'd like to share with you from that. I'm going to physical therapy right now because of an ongoing pain in my right leg. I woke up one morning and I had this tremendous burning sensation in my hamstring muscle and I went to the doctor she prescribed for me physical therapy and the physical therapy determined that it's actually coming from my back the lower spine and so the physical therapist has been giving me exercises to do that are in fact providing healing very gradually making progress step by step forward by strengthening another muscle. It turns out that the hamstring muscle, the pain I'm feeling there, is not the muscle that needs to be strengthened. There is a a connected muscle that the therapist is having me strengthen. The spiritual life is like that. We need spiritual therapy. Just like we need physical therapy when we have something weak in our bodies, If we have something weak, and we all do in our spiritual lives, we need spiritual therapy. So think about how pain in a hamstring muscle is like having a pain, a suffering, a hardship in our lives. And we are praying for relief from it. But the Lord doesn't snap his almighty finger and poof, we are healed, poof, the the hardship is gone because there is something much more important at stake. Our spiritual lives, our soul, 
and our future with God in heaven and right now here on earth how God wants to work through us how the Holy Spirit wants to wants us to have supernatural faith so that we can do great things for the Lord here today now on earth just like I need to strengthen through physical therapy a connecting muscle which is relieving the pain in my hamstring muscle so do we need to look at what sins are we committing that that's our weakness okay how do we strengthen our spiritual selves so that we can stop committing that sin and we can be the Holy Spirit's conduit of power examining our conscience and taking a look at what we need to repent of what are we rebelling against what teaching of Christ or the church are we disobeying that is the muscle we need to strengthen that is the spiritual exercise we need to do repent renounce and retreat into prayer over whatever it is that the Holy Spirit reveals to us we need to get rid of next we need healed in our on our spirits next the Holy Spirit does reveal it to us when we humbly go to the Holy Spirit and say help me to see what I am not seeing like for example do you believe in Jesus Christ Jesus said in John chapter 14 verse 12 that if you believe in me you will do the same works I do and even greater ones well of course we say we believe in Jesus Christ we are followers of Christ but do you believe everything that he taught do you believe what he taught about adultery do you believe what he taught about loving your enemy do you believe what he taught about loving God with your whole heart your whole being your whole soul what in scripture did Jesus teach that you are not obedient to because you're not believing that it's true if you're believing that it's not true at least not for you in today's world then you're not believing in Jesus that's something that we need to repent of we all have some area that we're not believing Jesus was telling the truth about we all have something that we are doubting do you believe Jesus when he said that if you ask anything of the Father in my name he will give it to you if you don't believe that is true because you're not experiencing the results of it instead of disbelieving Jesus which is in effect calling him a liar instead of believing that the scripture doesn't apply to you or doesn't apply to, to us in the church today we need to humbly say Lord I'm not believing this because there's something that I need to repent of I'm not seeing the truth of this I'm not seeing the truth that whatever I ask in your name you will do I'm not seeing that happen in my life because there's something that I need to repent of Holy Spirit revealed to me what I need to repent of and the Holy Spirit will maybe not instantly but keep seeking it retreat into prayer and keep seeking it and when it's revealed to you 
rejoice because now you can repent and you can renounce whatever was causing you to want to commit this sin. If you need physical therapy and you're willing to do what it takes to be healed of what muscles are are weak and be strengthened there and be able to resume walking normally or whatever it is in my case it's walking normally because it's my leg that's affected but whatever it is that you go to physical therapy for and you obediently do everything that the physical therapist tells you to do if you're submitting to that physical therapist why not submit to God why not submit to what Jesus is telling you in Scripture why not submit to what the church is telling you through church teachings about what Scripture is saying let me use another example a couple years ago I was diagnosed with rheumatoid arthritis and I began to investigate what is the root cause of this I went through months of fasting from inflammatory foods and long story short I have come a long way where I do not need to be on much medicine at all in order to enjoy a lack of inflammation. If you find yourself in a similar situation where you have to for medical reasons such as diabetes for example you have to fast from certain foods or types of foods if you're willing to do that for your physical health what are you willing to do for your spiritual health you know our physical bodies are much better at communicating to us that we are in pain we are suffering and we need to fix something than our spiritual nature is because we are so easily fooled into thinking by worldly teachings, by Satan's temptations, and by our own desire to do things our own way. We are so easily fooled into thinking that our spirit, our spiritual nature, our soul is okay. But it's not okay. If you're not living the supernatural life, if you're not experiencing miracles when people in, in people who have the Holy Spirit, people in the charismatic renewal, for example, people who are alive in a personal relationship with the Holy Spirit, and they pray over you and you don't get a healing, what needs deliverance? What needs repentance? And I mentioned deliverance because when we give ourselves into sin, we are giving ourselves over to the slavery of sin, as Scripture calls it. We are giving ourselves over to being enslaved by demonic control to some extent or other some of us much more than others and we need to be freed from this we need deliverance from this and it starts with repentance and it finishes with wanting and desiring and seeking and having a personal relationship with the Holy Spirit and doing everything we can to grow in holiness getting to mass every day if it's available praying more and doing the spiritual exercises of repentance examining your conscience every day with the Holy Spirit's help and then getting to the bottom line of what is the reason why I'm committing this sin why is it the, what's the reason why I am disagreeing with this 
church teaching or not believing what scripture says, not obeying what scripture says, what's the reason behind it? What fear is behind it? And usually it's a fear. What that is not of God that is behind me wanting to commit this sin or to think that it's not a sin? And then renounce that and retreat into prayer. And in that prayer life, you will grow stronger in your relationship with the Holy Spirit. You will grow stronger in faith. You will grow stronger in defeating the devil and the temptations that the devil throws your way. You are a saint. When you were baptized, you were given the fullness of God the Father, God the Son, Jesus Christ, your Savior, and God the Holy Spirit, who fills you and empowers you to live the Christian life the same way those first Christians did in the book of Acts. In other words, when you were baptized, you were converted or transformed from being a sinner to a saint. A saint who sins, a saint who is not perfectly living out your sainthood, the Christian life is one of step by step, footsteps to heaven, step by step, becoming who you really are in Christ, the saint that God has recreated you into being. Step by step, overcoming the sins that interfere with your sainthood. Discover your sainthood step by step, and you will then experience more and more of the glories that God has in mind for you, the power, the supernatural power that God has in mind for you, the victory over the trials in this world. And pray this prayer every day. Come Holy Spirit, fill me. Come Holy Spirit, fill me more than ever before. Come Holy Spirit, renew me. Come Holy Spirit, you have my permission to change me. Come Holy Spirit, help me to become aware of one more of my sins. One way, just one way today, it's okay to ask by the way, for one thing at a time. Step by step we become saints. Holy Spirit, you can say in your prayer, Holy Spirit, reveal to me a sin that I'm committing that you want me to overcome today and help me to overcome it. Come Holy Spirit, you have my permission to change me. Amen. This podcast was made possible by supporters of Good News Ministries who hope to strengthen and build your faith. If this episode speaks to your heart, then I ask you to pass it along to your family and friends. Share it on Facebook and Twitter. Forward it by text and email. And let us know what the Holy Spirit is doing in your life. How has this episode made a difference? You can contact me through the Good News Ministries website at gnm.org or by texting me if you are one of our subscribers on WhatsApp. May I ask a favor of you? Please cover this life-changing podcast ministry in your daily prayers. And if you can, help me continue making these podcasts by becoming a sponsor. Any donation is helpful but we are especially seeking sponsors for upcoming episodes. You've been listening to Terry Modica of Good News Ministries. For more faith builders or to learn more about this ministry, 
come visit our website at gnm.org. You'll find online resources and lots more to help you know the Father's love and grow closer to Christ and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Visit gnm.org today.